Wednesday, Wednesday I had a, a lunch appointment with some other church planters, other pastors in, in the Kansas City area. And one of them is a guy named Dan Sutherland. And Dan Sutherland is a, uh, he's a sage. He's just an older gentleman. He's been in ministry for years. And he pastors the uh, West Side Family Church down in Lenexa. And he's responsible, him and his team, of planting churches all over the world. And so Dan had been really sick over the last couple of months, and he had missed several of our, our monthly gatherings. But every time that Dan comes, Dan has this, this incredible ability to say a lot in just a few words. That's a gift that I haven't figured out how to use yet, <laughs> but hopefully as I get older, I will. Well, he came, and they, he was going to share a few things, and when he sat down, the thing that was going through my mind at the time, I was like, oh no, I forgot my wallet. And we were at this Pierpont's restaurant at Union Station, and my wallet was in my car, which was clear across the parking lot in a parking garage, and I was like, oh, what am I going to do? Should I just eat the bread and drink some water and just walk out? They've already validated my, my card. I feel bad for not spending any money, but I, there's nothing I could do. And I wasn't going to ask the guy that I invited to come with me. I told him I'd buy his lunch. It's like, what am I going to do? And this man sits down, this Dan Sutherland, he sits down and said, hey, he goes, We're buy, I'm buying lunch today. And I was like, yes. The whole leaving your wallet trick in the cart worked again. He goes, just order lunch like you were buying lunch. And I was like, oh, that makes sense because I obviously won't spend as much money as, as I would have if on my own. So he sits down and so he shares. He said, I, I've been sick for a long time. And while I was sick, God, God was just kind of getting my attention. And he said, this is what the Lord had to say to me. And if you, I don't want this to be strange language to you. Like when he said, well, God spoke to me. Obviously, I don't believe God spoke to him in an audible voice. But I think in his spirit, in his, in his mind as he was praying, God said to him, you need to return to your first love. And he was, and he was like, no, I don't. No, I don't. He's like, God, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm worshiping you. I'm sorry. I'm a pastor. I mean, I work at the church. We, I planted church. I've done all these things. And Jesus is like, no, you need to return to your first love. I want first place in your life. He's, the Lord was speaking to him. He said, you know, you, anything that we try to put in God's place, anyone or anything, no matter what it is or who it is, it's a poor representation of God. There's nobody that can replace him. There's nothing that can replace him. And here's this pastor of 42 years, pastor church, he planted churches, he's done all these incredible things, and he's having to be reminded of this. And I guarantee you, every single one of the pastors sitting around that table, there's about 15 of us, every single one of us, we're like, oh my, I need to be reminded of the same thing. I'll be honest with you, there are times in ministry you get so consumed with the needs of everybody else that I forget my first love and I don't give him first place. I don't give him first space in my life. 
And when that happens, obviously I'm not nearly as effective as I could be. I'm not functioning in the same uh, or the, the right amount of, of strength that comes from the Lord. I'm just really doing anything in my own flesh. I'm just like getting by. And every single one of us that day, we're all like, yeah, whoa. Like it was, it was silence in the room because I think every single one of us were like, whoa. How did he know <laughs> that we needed to hear that? And so as a result of that, I spent the next couple of days like, okay, God, what is it that can help us return to that first love, this, this first space in our life? And so just uh, doing a study of Acts uh, 2, 42 through 47, I, f- I came across this, uh, this short list. It's like five different things that I want to just breeze through with you this morning just to, to make sure that we have time to get to the table, which, by the way, if you see the table set, if you're here this morning, we uh, do the Lord's Supper, take communion the last Sunday of every month, and we believe that if you belong to Jesus, you belong at the table. And if you're sitting here this morning, you're like, man, I don't know if I belong to Jesus. Well, I encourage you right now, confess him as Lord with your mouth and believe that God raised him from the dead in your heart. And that's your invitation to the table. You don't have to go through a class. You don't have to make you jump through hoops. Just give your life to Jesus and let him take care of the rest. So here's five things real quick. First of all, worship and prayer. So I'm going to go through each slide when I, when I say the next one. So pop this up. So worship and prayer. Isn't it crazy that Brady shared this verse? So we were created to give God praise and to have a personal relationship with him through prayer. It's one way. It's a, a way to return to our first love. Psalm 40, like Brady said, it talks about taking this life and is lifting us up out of this pit that we're in, setting our feet on a firm foundation, putting a new song in our mouth, changing the song that we're singing, a song of worship. If you have your Bible, look at Psalm chapter 5. I love this passage of Scripture, and I used to spend a lot of time just uh, kind of camped in this particular place. Psalm chapter 5. Starting at verse 1, it says, Give ear to my words, O Lord, and consider my sighing. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you, and I wait in expectation. So just right here, right now, what would your your request be today? All around the room, it would be pretty unique and pretty different, maybe some similarities. But I know, because I, I'm like you, I'm human, I know you walk in here today and you have some concerns, things that you're, you're struggling with. Some of you I know better than others, and I know what it is that you're going through because you've shared some of it with me just in the last week. But so we come this morning and we lay these expectate we lay these things before the Lord and it says we wait in expectation. Like we just I love that phrase and sighing like God, here it is, here it is, and we lay our request before Him. So what is it that you lay before Him today? 
Number two, next slide. So another way that we can return to our first love, we can grow in our faith, is we can, we can learn, we can, we can give ourselves to learning. And that's one of the things we're trying to encourage us to get involved in. We can do it by learning his word. It says, all scripture is God-breathed. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. This community Bible experience that we're going to enter into is just a, one, of the, one of the ways, just a, a step that you could take to learn more and to grow in, in your knowledge of God's word, to become familiar with the stories, to become familiar with what he's trying to say to us. We are designed to become like Christ by seeking him daily in his word. That's the, the benefit from it. We become more like the one it speaks of in scripture. That makes sense? I mean, if you wanted to become more like some famous person, read their biography <laughs> and mimic them. Jesus, this is his biography. <laughs> read it and mimic him. If you look at Psalm 119, we don't have to go there, but it is full of words about God's word. Just full. It's amazing. Number three, you're, you're, you're kind of doing these things already today. We're, we're jumping into, we're entering into fellowship because we're better together the the biblical word for it the fancy word for it would be koinonia or communion with one another a joint participation a joint participation doing life together in acts this acts 242 through 47 there's a place in there it says that all the people were together they're in one place they sold their possessions they came together and they took care of everyone that had a need. You know, the church that I was speaking to in Pakistan today, they're all packed together in this one little room. And after our conversation, we hung up. Well, he called me back and he said, oh, hey, by the way, Brady, could you pray for our people? Our people have some needs. Could you pray for them? And I was like, sure, I have about five minutes. I can pray, you know, I can pray for them. And one of them was there's, a, there's somebody in their church who had no permanent place to live and I said, I pray, I said, may the words of the scripture that I just shared with you come true. May the body of Christ there in Pakistan come together and take care of the needs of that individual. Let me ask you a question. If you knew there was a family in our church that had a, an immediate need, would you help them? And you're like, well, what do you mean, Brady? What, like, what do they need? Like, before I say yes, let's talk about some specifics. If there was a family in our church that has a, I'm just going to go out on the limb here, there's a family in our church that has a vehicle that has about $600 worth of service that needs to be done on it to get it to work again, and it's just sitting in their driveway, and tires going flat, doing them no good. They don't have the resources to make it happen. Listen, what is the church supposed to do? What are we as a collective group? Joint participation. What should we do about that? Help them out. Maybe you're a mechanic. And you're like, I can fix it. I can fix it for them. All I need is a part. I can fix it for them. You just tell me when, tell me where. I'm not that guy. I would break their car more than, it, than I would fix it. You don't want me to do that. 
But some of you have that gift. Some of you have the resources with you right now. You say, how much is it going to take, Brady? How much is it going to cost? You just let me know. And we'll, we'll do it. Listen, the family, they're here today. In this room. And my encouragement to us as a church, if we, if we cannot be that church where people come and they and we just meet their physical needs, their spiritual needs, their emotional needs, if we cannot be that church, then let's just close the door. Take the signs, throw them in the trash, and let's just be done. I'm looking at this church in Pakistan. They're packed in this small little area, and they're just hungry for the word of God. I'm sure they're not perfect. They're people. But there they are. So, this morning, if you want to help meet that need, don't put money in the offering basket, okay, for them, because you're not going to get tax credit for it, <laughs> you know, and if that's the, your main, main motivation for giving, check your spirit on that too, but that's not our main reason to give, so we get a tax write-off, but, but if you want to help with that today, here's what we'll do. I want you to see my wife afterwards and say, I want to give this to this family, okay? Just a side, side thing, you're going to give it to my wife, okay? Does that make sense? We're going to trust that God will provide because we are in joint participation as a body of Christ. All of us together can do a little bit. We can do a lot together, right? And that's the kind of fellowship it's talking about here. Fourth thing, service. The other way. Common ground fellowship. One body, many parts. It's kind of like we just talked about. It's, it's a lot of us all have gifts and abilities, all doing stuff together, accomplishing one task. We are shaped to have a ministry within the body of Christ. God has a calling for your life. For your life as an individual, he has a calling specifically for you. He has gifted you, and he's resourced you, and he's equipped you for that calling. Now listen, if you never experienced what that is, then you've missed out on some of the greatest joy that life has to offer. If Brady did not go and preach the gospel wherever it is that he goes, he would dry up and wither away. Because he, that's just how he's wired. That's his gift. That's not all of our gifts, but that's his gift. And so he has a calling for your life. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it gives these, these, this list of the different gifts and the, how we're one body of many parts and we're all together. Maybe your calling is to be a pastor. But the reality is we all are called to be a minister. Right? All of us have a, have a ministry it's a ministry that we can exercise right here in this space, in this church. When you go to your home, we talk about that a lot. Parents, you are the main pastor, main minister in your home. But also, not only in this place, in your home, but in this community, in this world. And then the last one is we all have a mission. And that mission is to go, therefore, into all nations and make disciples, baptizing them, it says, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
we are commanded to share God's love and his good news. Not, it's not a suggestion. We are commanded. Now, I would like to say that starting from 1 down to 5, it starts out a little easier than it is at the end. It gets a little harder as you go. It's easy to come in, oh, we sing some songs, we pray, we go through the ritual, we go home. But the rubber meets the road when you start having to invest some time and be intentional about the learning process, be intentional about coming together, joining and joint participation. It takes, it takes some effort to say, I will give. And, and listen, my, my, my encouragement about giving, this is just a little sidebar because I preached this message in my head about 7 o'clock this morning while I'm laying in bed. You're all there. It was awkward. You're all in my room. My wife was snoring and I was trying to get her to stop. No, just kidding. I think it was the dog that was snoring. <laughs> When I talk about giving and blessing others, I'm not talking about stealing away the gift that you're already prepared to give to the church. That's called the tithe. I'm talking about above and beyond that. And a quick note, if you have yet to understand the blessing and obedience that comes with giving sacrificially to the Lord, you're, you're missing out on another great joy that this life has to offer. So I want to encourage you to really pray about that and think about that. But this gift would be above and beyond. Don't say, well, I was going to give this money to the church, but I'll give it to. I want to encourage you to pray and ask God to put that on your heart. So this last one is we're commanded to share God's love in the gospel. Here's a quick thing. As we get to get a little bit harder now, because now here's a hard question that some of you have yet to deal with is if we were to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, let me ask you a question. Have you been baptized? Have you buried the old life and raised to walk in a new life? Have you done that? If you haven't, I want to encourage you. Maybe it's this morning, maybe it's on Facebook, maybe it's a text message, whatever, but I encourage you to approach me and say, Brady, I haven't been obedient in that particular area and I want to. Because here's the deal, we have a portable one we can bring, but we need to make sure someone's going to be here when we do it. So if you want to be baptized, see, that's a little bit more of a commitment, isn't it, than just standing and singing and praying. It gets a little bit harder. And then lastly, this gospel message that God has placed in our heart, this, this good news about who Jesus is and the life, the, the life that he can rescue you from and bring you to, he calls us to share that with other people. Like we are his tool to reach other people in the kingdom. We are it. And that's, that's when it gets hard. Because it, first of all, we have to take a quick look at ourselves and say, man, what are they going to see in me? If I start talking to them about Jesus, are they going to see Jesus in me? Do I need to return to my first love? That's a question that we all need to ask ourselves this morning. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to serve the, the communion together. My family actually is going to serve uh, communion today, which I think is pretty awesome. They didn't know that, but now they do. <laughs> and so here's how it works in our church. You'll, when, we, when the music starts, 
you'll stand up where you're at and you will walk to your right and you'll come to this aisle over here and then you will all go through. Now, before we do that, if you, are, if you came prepared this morning to give an offering, you've come to worship with an offering, then you'll do that as you come down, down the aisle. We'll have someone standing there to receive the, the gift and the offering. And if you say, I have a special gift that I want to bless this family with, just you can approach, approach my wife. Okay, Trish, I just want to have you available for that, and I will, uh, I'll come down and help there. Okay, I don't want to complicate matters too much. If you are a person of prayer, a new month is getting ready to start. And so our, our prayer calendar is over here on this table, and there's empty spaces for the whole month. I encourage you to just pick a space. There's enough of us in here to cover the whole month. Now remember what day you choose, and I want you to pray for our church on that day. Okay? So that's a real practical way of you exercising your faith. So, you can come, you can give. If you have an attendance sheet that you filled out this morning, I hope you did. Prayer requests, whatever, place that in the basket. Sign up to pray for a day in the month of February, and then you will come. Eliza and Powell, actually, have you guys step up a little bit. We'll have two different lines, and so you can pick which line you want, and then you can return to your chair. And when you return to your chair, hold on to the elements, and we will share that together when everybody has theirs, okay? All right, you have an opportunity to give before you receive. Sign up to pray. And uh, so let us worship through the Lord's Supper.